0: This is a Geek History of Time, where we connect nerdery to the real world. I'm Ed Blaylock. I'm a world history teacher. I'm a father of a nine-month-old little boy. And I have been a geek since at least the sixth grade when my father gave me a copy of Have Spacesuit, Will Travel by Robert A. Heinlein.
1: Wow. I'm Damien Harmony. I am a Latin teacher, formerly a history teacher at the high school level. Uh, I am a father of two, uh, count them, two little ginger geeks who uh, one is almost nine and the other one is six and into painting miniatures. Uh, I'm raising them to be decent before anything else, which is why I'm buying them all kinds of books on monsters so they can understand the anthropology of the things that they're slaughtering. I like uh, i've been a geek for at least since i was four and your book just reminded me of one that my mom got me from the library at one point it was called um space guys in sports coats
0: nice it's just fun i like that yeah that's a good title yeah you reading any books i am still working my way through uh home a history of domesticity okay and um, I am also going to plug the Sano Ichiro series of Mysteries by Laura Jo Rowland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a mystery series, obviously, set in the Tokugawa era of Japan. Nice. In which the main character is a low-ranking samurai who winds up getting elevated to a very specialized position as investigator of people, places, and things. Oh,
1: very Nice. Uh, Personally, I have taken to reading comic books. Uh, I just read last night the very first appearance of Lizard um, in Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man went to the Everglades, Uh, (laughs) which is kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So that that was kind of fun. And uh, what I'm doing is I'm reading them in publication order from the very beginning. So I started with the Fantastic Four, and as soon as Spider-Man started... I started reading that and the Fantastic Four, and then it says the Avengers kick in, and so on and so on. I'm not reading like the Journey into Mystery, the Thor, and the Ant-Man stuff. I'm just going with the main titles, because it's a lot to read, and I've got kids. But I also just started re-watching Chronicles of Riddick, that whole series. Um, I consider movies to be part of literature, and I'm just loving me the pitch black, so I'll probably finish that tonight. Cool. Yeah, so Ed, um, yeah. you uh, you remember last time when we talked uh-huh. about? I promised to talk about wrestling.
0: Yeah, and and, and we never got to wrestling because yeah. I was too busy ranting and <laughs> flipping you off uh, about the the uh, verbal chicanery uh, <laughs> yeah. carried out by uh, lost cause historians. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well we're gonna and it pisses me the hell off. <laughs> We're gonna get right back to it. Um, to get to the wrestling, we've got to get through the lost cause. Oh uh, God Almighty! Yeah, All right. So everything I said it's okay. last week. Okay,
0: took my blood pressure medication <laughs> today. We'll be okay.
1: Everything I said uh, will tie into wrestling, but yeah. first I want to go back to the war. So, yeah. uh, I'm gonna do that a lot. I'll go forward, yeah. comb back. Go right. forward, comb back. So, uh, Southerners thought that since they had most of the military academies, which yeah. was true, mm-hmm. they had a long tradition of military service and brilliance, also true.
0: Sir, I'm gonna I'm gonna say service. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say a long record of um, generals with a string of successes. Okay, good point. As somebody who is a hobbyist military historian, okay. brilliance is a bar I'm not going.
1: Vis a vis northern agree. American generals.
0: Vis a vis the standard of what counts as brilliance over the course of military history.
1: Oh, okay, fair. I would say compared to the north.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, compared to the north, just because of the the cultural differences, yeah.
1: Absolutely, and also they had a crop of gentlemen that was unseen in the north because you didn't have plantation slavery in the north, and and they thought they'd win. Yeah. Oh well, they they did think they'd win, win. and in in many ways, uh, they didn't stand a goddamn chance. Um, They might have scored an early round knockout blow at first, but they didn't, and so then it was just a matter of when.
0: Yeah. What, yeah, what, as, again, a mm-hmm. hobbyist military historian, um, and, and I'm going to try to keep this short, I promise, the, the assumptions that were made by, by both sides uh-huh. uh, were uh, entirely pejorative. Mm-hmm. Basically, both sides thought they were going to win because the other side was a bunch of losers. Yes. Um, and it is true that culturally the South had an edge. Mm-hmm. the the because the they had edge. a culture of violence they they have, <laughs> well well one but but the roots of that violence mm-hmm. it also needs to be pointed out came from the fact that they yeah. lived in constant terror of slave revolt yeah and so for men mm-hmm. in the south service in the militia was an important part of their lives yeah. that they took very seriously because like the spartans they had an underclass they needed to make sure could not rise up and kill them in their sleep
1: and there had been inklings of that throughout the early 19th century Um, whereas in the north their biggest fear was native americans but by the 1860s that is farther west they've been moved west by southerners who became presidents quite honestly yes
0: yes. they'd all been moved out to you know the territories in in what was then the far west and so, militia service was something that men did, but it was, you know, reservist. you get together. It was reservist. You get together on the weekend. You drill for a little while, and then everybody has a beer. Yeah. And you know, and um, the thing is, in the in the north, again, they they had you know West Point was like the only academy they could really claim to control. Right. And
1: even that had e- a southern even that culture. Had a
0: had a very a very profoundly southern culture. Um, and so, you know, militarily, the biggest thing the North had going for them was the Navy. Yeah. Uh, Go Navy, by the way. Hi, Dad. How you doing? Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, so it was, it was, it was very much, um, a situation where looking at it at the beginning, if you were, if you were to listen to both sides bragging about how they're going to whip the other side. The side that you kind of looked at and said, "These guys, they're, they're these full are fighters. Of it. They're full of it, but they're less full of it than the other guys."
1: Right? Would would be the Southerners. Well, and, and part of that also is an American culture thing of focusing on the individual. The South yeah. had more individual. Like it, it's kind of like you have uh, Klingons versus the uh, the Federation. Yeah. Federation's gonna win. Yeah, but there's gonna be in, a lot of nameless, the, faceless in ensigns.
0: Yeah, in, in the long run, yeah, the Federation is gonna win. But it's going to be really ugly. Yeah, and Klingons going to win some Klingons, really bloody the, the, battles. Yeah, and the Klingons going to... could break gonna, your will. Yeah. And, so, and, yeah, no, you're Also right.
1: very honor-based society, right. Also very, yes. But, yeah, they thought their culture was superior. Yeah. And they thought that they fought with honor, which I get a kick out of. Uh,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but, you know, whenever you say you fight with honor, you get to define what that honor is, so it kind of makes
0: sense. Yeah, and, so. and you know, I, I think, again, uh, mm-hmm. as, as the, the, you know, guy who... Is, is, military history is a big deal. Both sides fought in essentially the same way. The, oh yeah. What, what what fighting in this era consisted of? This mm-hmm. this is Napoleonic maneuver tactics.
1: Tied to a new tactic though trenches.
0: Well, this is where later, later world, in the World War One. La- later yeah. in the war. Yeah. Later in the war. At at the beginning of the war. Oh, they're yeah, still yeah. they're still using Napoleonic yeah. tactics which was an extension of, of an evolution mm-hmm. of tactics that had been used you know during during the revolution mm-hmm. which which dates back to you know the beginnings of firearms which right. is Everybody lines up. You march at the enemy. You get within range. First rank, fire, fall back. Second rank, fire, fall back, reload, mm-hmm. and you continue doing that until either you have a bayonet charge, right? You know to close things out because you know you're too close to do anything else. Someone or,
1: breaks ranks, basically. or
0: somebody breaks and runs. Yeah, and uh, it's funny in the one English section I'm teaching right mm-hmm. now. Um, we we just read uh, Ray Bradbury's The Drummer Boy of Shiloh. Okay. And one of the things it talks about is a, a general is a character in the story, mm-hmm. talking to the main character, the drummer boy, who says, um, "We'll all we'll all fight the same way. Show up, show the breast, and uh, you know, say thank you and and go on go on our way." And and that's really what it was. The yeah. definition the definition of what you did as a soldier was you stood your ground, right? And when the bullets came flying, what made you honorable what made you a man was not freaking out and running away like a sensible person would right you know and and so when when the southerners make this big deal about you know they they fought with honor you know the thing is they fought with a lot of courage but so did The the northerners you know and and at the beginning of the war of course there were a number of circumstances where half-trained Northern armies didn't hold out, and, oh, so the, and so the Southerners got this opinion of themselves that they were the brave ones, they were the honorable ones. They're
1: also fighting on their own territory. They're,
0: they're fighting on their own turf, and you know they. They engaged in, you know, the rebel charge, the rebel yell was their primary thing. Right. Very, by the way, speaking of World War One, very World War, post-World War One French. Yep. Or pre-World War One French that, you know, it's going to be the Elan. Yep. And the fighting spirit of our men is going to carry us through. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is there's kind of something to that. But, again, you're denigrating the North. Yeah. Which, which talking outside of recording that's that's one of the things that pisses me off the most about about this this historiographic movement is mm-hmm. it basically it it backhandedly insults the north
1: by equalizing the sides they're at the same time setting themselves above it yes they're equivocating they're not equalizing yeah yeah, yeah. now uh, spoiler alert the south loses um
0: big Hard
1: when they lost, there becomes this huge need for psychological self-preservation.
0: Because of Big Willie T. Yeah. <laughs> William Tecumseh, <laughs> baby. Uh,
1: a baby. My man. A former history teacher.
0: Yep. Look in damn, those eyes.
1: Damn right. So it's kind of impossible to ignore that you lost a war, especially when there's northern troops occupying you. Yeah. So how do you keep this sense of cultural superiority when you fought and lost a war to keep black people as slaves? very simply, you explain it away. The North didn't win because their cause was righteous. No, 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 no. They won because they had an overwhelming horde. And you could even throw some racial shit in there about Irish, if you want. They won because the South wouldn't stoop to dishonoring themselves the way the North did by using foreigners. They won because the North cheated by having a better economy, by choking them off from trade, by cheating in military encounters, by using terrorism.
0: Cheating?
1: Yeah, that's how they won. Cheat. Cheating. This this whole this whole bit that I'm telling you absolutely ties into wrestling.
0: Cheating.
1: It's cheating.
0: I'm sorry. Cheating. are talking about war. Yeah. Right? Cheating.
1: There are rules, my friend. War. There are rules. Yeah. And the don't... North broke them all in order to win.
0: I'm pretty sure nobody in the North <laughs> serrated a bayonet. I'm just gonna say knowing uh, yeah. a little bit about the Geneva Convention to so what actual rules of war are. Well, those are, don't come around until later. I know.
1: So the South needed this to be true, even yeah, right after the war. Definitely. So that
0: well, especially right after the war. Yeah. So the that, altar of the nation actually talks about oh, that, cool. that bit yeah. uh, remarkably well as well. But sorry. so
1: their children and grandchildren would have a quote proper narrative of wa- of the war that they would lost.
0: Proper. All
1: right. Yeah. Uh, someday we're gonna do an episode on uh, on on serenity, <laughs> and this will come back. The, yeah, another problem yeah. right after the war is that the South was occupied by Northern armies. Like I said, yeah, uh, which were just there to disrupt the Southern way of
0: life. Right.
1: White supremacy, right. black right. subservience. Serb- yeah. yeah. Northern just, soldiers. Just, They're just, just meddling. Yeah. Just meddling, goddamn exactly. Yankees. Yeah. carpetbaggers yeah.
0: Carpet. Well, carpet but different. A little stuff. different. Soldiers weren't carpet, yeah. but, but anyway,
1: but they did everything they could to get the North out of the South. Uh, but. Uh, you have these outsiders who are in charge upsetting God's plan. You might remember a cornerstone.
0: <laughs> so there's an
1: historian named Rollin Osterweiss and he says that the legend of the lost cause began as mostly a literary expression of the despair of a bitter, defeated people over a lost
0: identity. I like this guy. It I was like a, him already. <laughs> it was
1: a landscape dotted with the figures drawn mainly out of the past. The chivalric planter, the magnolia-centered southern bell, scented southern bell, the good gray Confederate art veteran, once a knight of the field and saddle, an obliging old Uncle Remus. All these, while quickly enveloped in a golden haze, became very real to the people of the South, who found the symbols useful in the reconstituting of their shattered civilization. They perpetuated the ideas of the old South and brought a sense of comfort to the new. The North didn't give a shit. They just wanted to move yeah, on. They just, like yeah, so, like, like no, so it becomes this. Fine, whatever you need to tell yourself. Kind of nodding along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah shut yeah, up. Yeah, come yeah, on. Shut up. Yeah. Let them vote. Fuck off. Um,
0: <laughs> but the problem, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just managed. You just managed to to completely encapsulate yeah. reconstruction and the failure of reconstruction <laughs> in in like yeah 10 words yeah 10 words or less i,
1: I am nothing if not glib sometimes <laughs> i'm only glib
0: whatever whatever you need to tell yourself let him vote just fuck oh, off yeah yeah <laughs> oh my god that's like i could use that to teach the whole arc do it like do it like make that part of the, whatever you need to tell yourself <laughs> Oh. Let him
1: vote. Fuck off. Oh, God.
0: It's, there's your compromise right there. I don't, know, I don't know if anybody else is ever going to laugh this hard at anything we <laughs> say, not. but I'm, oh, my God. Uh, well, one right. of the
1: listeners might. Right. Half the audience. Uh, yeah. So the problem with this is that this narrative shifts quickly as the dominant narrative. And so yeah. future historians, which I love that term, future historians, future historian. end up being taught this as canon and yeah. it's unquestionable. It becomes the landscape. Yeah. Some
0: throughout the country,
1: some historians were on to these fuckers from the beginning, though. For instance, in 1868, George Henry Thomas, a general of the North from Virginia,
0: Mm -hmm. writes, He he had a bone to pick, though. He said, Oh boy, howdy,
1: (laughs) the greatest efforts made by the defeated insurgents since the close of the war have been to promulgate the idea that the cause of liberty justice, humanity, equality and all the calendar of virtues of freedom suffered violence and wrong when the effort for southern independence failed this is of course intended intended as a species of political cant whereby the crimes of treason might be covered with the counterfeit varnish of patriotism
0: I love this guy it's it's so weird that he wrote
1: in 1868 about 2018 um (laughs) So that the precipitators of the rebellion might go down in history, <laughs> hand in hand with the defenders of the government. Oh.
0: Mock her up. Mock her up.
1: <laughs> Thus wiping out with their own hands their own stains. A species of self forgiveness amazing in its effrontery, which totally reminds me of you. That phrase. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not putting, no, putting, putting that phrase together yeah. would, yeah. When why, it is con- why
0: use a $5 word when a $10 word is available? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: When it is considered that the life and property justly forfeited by the laws of the country, of war and of nations, through the magnanimity, here's why you don't use a $10 word, mm-hmm. of the government and its people, was not exacted from them. So in other words, we let them get away with thinking they're bullshit By not truly punishing them afterwards, my dad would 100% agree.
0: Oh, yeah. Now,
1: now here's where we get into some of my favorite movies.
0: Okay. Buster Keaton. Okay.
1: If you look at early cinema, Buster Keaton's The General. I don't like Birth of a Nation subject-wise, but it was the Matrix of its time. They figured out you could move the camera. Yeah, uh, Griffith's Birth of a Nation you see the impact of Lost Cause so these oh, movies big, come out huge, in 1915 huge big way, yeah. right the protagonists are always southern full of pluck and rarely able to win through most of the film I want you to remember that when I get to the wrestling
0: rarely able to win
1: rarely able to win through most of the film Birth of a Nation even goes so far as to show our original sin of slavery as being the problem not because slavery is bad but because it brought black people here Again, there's that drop of truth you're talking about.
0: There's a special place currently reserved in mm-hmm. hell mm-hmm. for D.W. Griffiths. Mm-hmm. I he just want to point extras. out. I know. Yeah, I know. I Oh, yeah. No, I. Yeah, he's. He you is, watch his films. You're watching snuff films. Y- yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I. Yeah, I, I could
1: get into theology mm-hmm.
0: about it, but don't. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The three
1: hours of that
0: movie show horrible, all kinds. of horrible, evil motherfucker. Yeah. Okay.
1: All kinds of lost cause ideology, complete with the KKK saving white folks in the South from mixed race marriage. Okay, saves them from black barbarism, including a scene that the one of my favorite movies, The Last of the Mohicans, with Daniel Day Lewis, takes almost frame for frame. So you've seen that movie. A long time ago. Okay. So uh, West Studi, the the darker of the Indians, yeah, so yeah. he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> But Wes Studi uh, kills the Mohican, the one who's the son, okay? Okay, yeah. The pretty one
0: yeah. that
1: the younger sister's in love with. Kills the shit out of him. I mean, it's a really powerful scene. The music is beautiful. There's a lot of... run. Oh, my! I get goosebumps thinking about it. I want to buy that movie now. Um, he kills him. The woman who was in love with him, the younger sister of what's her name Mary Stewart Masterson I yeah, think yeah. that's who was yeah, in I it I think it
0: was Yeah,
1: uh, or Madeline Stowe okay, it was Madeline yeah, yeah. Stowe yeah. all those M names yeah um, she steps out onto a rock and he looks at her and she looks at him and she's at the edge of a rock and he looks at her and he beckons her to come back still menace on his face the blood of the man that she loved on his face and she looks at him and she looks down and she jumps yeah it is a beautiful gut-wrenching scene.
0: Taking frame for frame.
1: Frame for frame. Because Gus, the black guy, wants to rape the little sister of the main character's uh, main squeeze. Really kind of ruins it. Kind of. Thank God for the music. But, like, but, it's... Yeah. I mean, I'll show it to you. Something. It's something. Anyway, so the KKK is saving people from these yeah. things. And saving them from northern incompetence or northern predation. Yeah. Uh, President Woodrow Wilson You may have heard of him Mm. The former president of Princeton University The first Ph.D. historian president Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He kept Princeton in New Jersey, by the way Segregated the whole time he was there, by the way
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, Wilson was
1: He instituted federal job segregation upon his inauguration He said that the movie was so horribly true
0: you know, there's another special place in hell mm-hmm. reserved for Woodrow Wilson. Oh, it's, yeah. It's you know, it's amazing how somebody who could, on one hand, be prescient and progressive, could also be such a complete dick bag. Yeah, yeah. But carrying on, I just Chief I Justice
1: Edward Douglas White went to see it once he was told that it was once he was told not. Incidentally, But once he was told that it was all about how the KKK saved the South, he was like, oh, I want to see that because I'd been in the KKK when I was younger. Now, 25 years after that, 25 years after 1915 is 1939. Yeah. Do you know what movie comes out in 1939? Gone with the Wind. Oh, fuck. <laughs> It's a beautiful film, I'm by the gonna, way. Oh. It is gorgeous, and this time it's God. in color. Oh. Um, but yeah. I mean, it really—it's—it is the number—the the, the highest-grossing film of all time, if you adjust for all the things. Yeah, if you—the yeah. most people saw it, like mm-hmm. the most tickets had mm-hmm. ever been sold, were yeah. sold to see that. Um, I, yeah, yeah. It's also really goddamn long. Apparently, <sighs>
0: shit about the south never gets edited. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I need to interject here. Sure. About gone with the wind Mm -hmm. um my my wife loves the book Mm -hmm. that loves the book
1: i had a cousin once who was named after the the, uh the plantation
0: oh god um so my wife like i said loves the book Mm -hmm. my advanced u.s history teacher Mm -hmm. in junior year of high school Mm -hmm. was herself originally from someplace in the confederacy And in so many, so many great ways, she was an amazing history teacher, and I want to model my pedagogy off of her in a a great many ways. However, (laughs) um, we we got a modified lost cause Mm -hmm. curriculum from her, Mm -hmm. and she showed us Mm -hmm. "Gone with." We had to sit through "Gone with the Wind" in fucking history class. Yeah. And I have never before or since wanted to strangle the protagonist of a movie.
1: Which one? The rapist or the racist?
0: Yes. <laughs> Although, here's the thing. Here's... Okay. Here's the thing. You gotta understand. Yeah. I... I um, Rhett, Rhett Butler, to me, at least had the the dubious virtue of looking Scarlet in the face and and telling her she was full of shit. Yeah. You know, just like Yeah. I you know, because the thing is, throughout the entire movie, she has this completely false sense of wounded like victimhood.
1: Wow, it's almost as though she's the lost cause wrapped up in a person. Wrapped
0: up in a person. And and just whines about Mm -hmm. fucking everything. And she pines my witness. She pines after Mm -hmm. Ashley. Who? Yeah. What, I mean, you know, to me, mm-hmm. watching the movie as a junior in high school, I'm like, he's a milk toast, right? What? I mean, yeah. oh my god, and and just whines and bitches, and his caddy and her sister who actually gets the guy, and it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, like, oh yeah, nasty in so many yeah. ways. And I spent the first two days that we had to watch this movie waiting for the moment where uh, Clark Gable mm-hmm. would look at her and say, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." Yeah. I was waiting. I was waiting because that moment was going to be so cathartic for me. Yeah, it wasn't. Because, because every because every every clip I'd ever seen was him saying that and walking away. Right? Uh, no, right? oh, no, yeah. no, no. So, no, what happens is he <laughs> says, Franklin, my dear, I don't give a damn. He leaves. And then the movie goes on for like 20 more goddamn minutes. Yeah. I'm like, wait, where's my catharsis? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I want to throw this bitch the finger and leave. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So, you know what that movie had in it? Massive, horrible racism. Yeah, the ugliest stereotypes. I, I'm. I want to say the ugliest stereotypes consigned to to celluloid, but I know I'm. I'm. Yeah, probably wrong. But Not even horrible, the top horrible, 10. horrible. Yeah, yeah. And and depictions of Union soldiers as just like mindless gorillas. Like, like where 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 did that co- like I, I where think, did that come from? Here's the weird
1: thing: you're mispronouncing Southern pride. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, heritage, not hate.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Also, the movie Gone with the Wind was lifted in so many ways from the historiography at that time, yeah. which was lifted in so many ways from the uh, the the D.W. Griffith movie. Yeah, that movie impacted how history was written thereafter. So anything dealing with the South, Reconstruction, the Civil War, racism was tied, had had its... Was roots. Lineage, yeah, its yeah, roots. Yeah, ah. it's DNA uh, Carved out of D.W. Griffith's movie. It became the accepted, normal, and popular history, as movies so often do. In the 1940s and in the 1960s, even mm-hmm. though a lot of things had changed, mm-hmm. a lot of things stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Jim Crow was incredibly entrenched in the South, and for a few generations, carnivals and exhibitions are coming to all kinds of towns. And that's where wrestling comes in. Woot! Yep. All right. So, uh, in our next episode, this is gonna be a short one, uh, but in our next episode, we are going to talk uh, about the history of pro wrestling, and I'm gonna geek out like a motherfucker. I'm so. I'm. Oh to that. my god, it's gonna be amazing, <laughs> and it's also right. really goddamn sad.
0: Okay. So,
1: so so far, what have you gotten out of this?
0: Um, well, that I have an abiding and eternal hatred for uh, 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 Scarlett O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that, that you just will, reaffirmed that, it. That'll, that'll never die. I reaffirm right. that. Um, I mean, you know, since we're, we're both history teachers, the sure. the, the, the historiography surrounding uh, the Civil War is something that you know we're 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 aware of, mm-hmm. you know, professionally as a thing. Yeah. But I had not heard. The extent of Stevens's speech, yeah. Before and that one, I mean, you know, you 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 talked about you know me giving making it difficult for you because I could not stop myself from pantomiming kicking, kicking the, shit out, of the him. shit out of him on the floor while while you were reading it. Um, the the ability of my fellow humans to take whatever faith mm-hmm. and use it to justify. The most backward-ass shit. <laughs> like you know, yeah. like Jesus literally said, "You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. As you do unto the least of my brothers, you, you do, do to, to me. me." Yeah. And they took that book. They took they took passages of scripture out of the same part of that, but it's not even Old Testament crap. Yeah, well, actually, it is. It's quotation. It's used. It's yeah. referenced in the in the in the. Uh, gospels but it it is originally taken from the old testament but you know it's it's about the rebuilding of the nation of israel right you know like the the hebrew people the homeland of the hebrew that's that's what it's about after their enslavement and exile in babylon and you're going to turn that around and use that as a justification for slavery for channel slavery yeah like moses wants to come back and kick your ass yeah Like, all of the Hebrew prophets want to come back and kick your ass. And Jesus, who was a hardline pacifist, is going, you're really pushing it, motherfucker. (laughs)
1: Like, like. Like, he kind of wanted to leave the nail in his foot so he could put it up your ass. Yeah, like, like, (laughs) catch
0: catch these wounded hands, motherfucker. (laughs) You know, like. You know, and and as somebody who who consciously made the decision to become a Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. Specifically, a Catholic Christian mm-hmm. as an adult, um, and and really studied. This is what this is about. Sure, and made that decision based on you know that understanding, mm-hmm. hearing that kind of twisting. Yeah, really, like I I have a hard time expressing in words because Mm -hmm. all that wants to come out is this incoherent you know hulk smash kind of yeah you know incoherent roar but at the same time you know i look at all the other shit that people use my faith or faith related to mine to justify yeah and, you know, I, I regularly wind up getting into it with people online who I'm like, okay, you can either be a Christian <laughs> or you could believe Ayn Rand was right. You really can't do both. Because <laughs> they're kind of, you know, diametrically opposed. Yeah. It's not really, you know, and, and so being confronted with it like that mm-hmm. directly and, and, hearing, and, so and hearing the smarmy, yeah, mm-hmm. bold-faced... Yeah, it's it's really amazing how, yeah, and, and then the fact that Stevens after the war tried to go like, oh yeah, no, I wasn't about that, no, right, like, oh, no,
1: no. he was totally disingenuous, yeah, he, he complete, yeah completely, completely back. It reminds completely. me of when when McCarthy died, yeah, and people like, oh, well, at least he believed in what he what he did, and like everybody who knew him was like, no, he didn't. He didn't. that's the worst he part. He was
0: he was a two faced, right? He was a scheming, yeah. slimy. Con
1: man. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one thing, and it's terrible if someone believes in this shit. Yeah, but it's even more tragic that a con man caught the scent in the wind and sent six hundred thousand people to their deaths yeah. in order to try to protect keeping what was it three million people in, in bondage. Yeah, like it's 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 that's even grosser. He wasn't even doing yeah. it for the money necessarily. You know, it's like reading about Leopold II and how speaking
0: of special places in hell. Yeah, boy, howdy. Yeah, um, but about uh, fucking up an entire continent.
1: Also, a guy obsessed with his the size of his hands. Ye- I, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I had forgotten about that little detail. So, yeah. But
1: uh, but yeah, it, it's it's here's here's the thing for me. I am not of a religious bend. No. I am am staunchly anti theistic. Yes. Actually. Yeah. Um. And I am bothered by the perversion of the language because to yeah. me our words are all we've got. Yeah. Um. Little W.
0: Yeah. Words. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, That's all we've got. And so when you start making things that aren't facts into facts by calling them facts, yeah, you don't get to do that.
0: Yeah, well, I don't care I,
1: what it's based on. That is that not okay. No, no, no. Well, it's, it's
0: it's a it's a yeah. violation of, of of reality. Yeah. It it it, it erodes. And this is the only one erodes. that I get. Yeah. I don't so have I don't, an afterlife. Mean, so yeah, so don't mess with that. Right. Yeah.
1: So, all right. Well, uh, next time, I'm going to talk to you about pro wrestling. Um, and it's, again, we're going to go all the way back before the European Renaissance. Oh, wow. And then right. we'll, I will catch you all the way up to nice. Stone Cold Steve Austin and beyond. So Awesome. All right. Uh, so, until next time, uh, this is A Geek History of Time. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, Geek History Time. You can follow me at, at da Harmony. And you can follow Ed at... E-H Blalock. And uh, until then,
0: uh, keep rolling your D20s, and I hope they come up 20.